Welcome to the Nourished and Nurturing Podcast, for two holistic-minded moms with a passion for real food and raising healthy, empowered children. We want to provide a safe and educational, judgment-free zone for supporting women as they journey into motherhood and discover the mom they were meant to be. I'm Marissa of Confidently Balanced. I'm a former speech-language pathologist turned nutritional therapy practitioner and have a passion for all things health, wellness, and mindset. I'm also a mama to a little guy with a big personality. And I'm Michelle. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner student. I have a degree in Thai massage and a master's in business analytics. I'm a mama to a little one and have another one on the way. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical concern. Hi. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, you know, I feel like we're both kind of on the struggle bus today, but at least I am. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've, I've been on the struggle bus for like almost three weeks now. Like it was like this high of getting back from the retreat and then like sick the next day. And then it's just been like, I don't, I kind of downhill ever since, which sounds really grim, but (laughs) especially Uh at the tail end of your pregnancy, it's just, that's so rough. (laughs) Yes. We are in the final days could be literally any day now. So, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it's, mm. I was sick. I think, I think it was my second trimester and I was so sick. Like I have not been that sick ever and it was horrible. And I cannot imagine it being this late into pregnancy, <laughs> being that sick. It's just, I feel for you. I really do. It's, oh. Well, the only thing that's been like really, really horrible about it is like, you know, you're, you're, there's a ton of pressure on your pelvic floor when you're 37, 38 weeks pregnant and like having the, like I had bronchitis. So it's like these coughing spells oh, no. where it's, I'm peeing myself all the time. And I did. So for those of you who listen to our pelvic floor health episode, <laughs> so I even did like an event at this pelvic floor physical therapist's office with this women's group I'm in and tried to make an appointment, like tried to get this taken care of. And she just never called me back. Oh no. <laughs> I think she's just busy, but I'm like, I'm trying to do the right thing and get this taken care of, but it's, I just need to find somebody. So, yeah. So that's been, um, you know, joys of pregnancy, even <laughs> this, I probably shouldn't even say this, but it was like, me and Connor were on the couch the other night or on the, on this like chair. And, um, like we're just like hanging out and then I coughed for a little bit and then got up and then like, I don't know, a few minutes later, Scott's like, Oh, Connor, did you have a PP accident? Oh no. (laughs) And I'm like, no, it was mommy. Like I didn't realize it was that much. (laughs) So this is horrible. Right. But it's safe space here. (laughs) That's why we're here. It's the reality. It happens. It's a real thing. (laughs) Yeah. So there's some of these things where it's like, it'll be nice when the baby's on the outside, like for some things like that. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, my goodness. So I think I'm just going to jump in and talk about some final days of pregnancy thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, It's. 
I would say that in general, my pregnancy has gone pretty well. Like I didn't get a ton of morning sickness. I'm not getting swelling now. Like I had less heartburn and some of the digestive issues than I had with my first pregnancy. Like thankful for all that, but major, major struggle boss right now. <laughs> Saved it all. Um, yeah. And I, I, I'm curious if you went through anything like this, because I, I feel like now I'm starting to go through some things that I went through again, the final days of my first pregnancy. And so some of and I, and that makes me think that like, it literally could be tomorrow because this was like, <laughs> this is exactly how it was at the very, very end. Um, but it just feels very hormonal. And I think they're, probably is this is not scientific at all but some sort of like build up for your body amping to like go into labor and there's some changes going on even though your hormones are different throughout pregnancy to me it feels different um I've really just the past three or four nights had a lot of trouble sleeping but um and and just I've been extremely emotional. (laughs) So like crying myself to sleep and like, I say this because I'm hoping it could help somebody else, but I feel like there's this nesting need, but it's kind of this like need that I have for, I don't know, things to be, secure or like I want to feel certain things with my marriage or um and things are just upsetting to me like I don't feel like it's like things are ready for the baby and I don't feel as supported as I want to feel um so I just have these emotional needs and I'm usually a very thinking kind of person. So that's, this is kind of foreign, but, Mm -hmm. um, I've been extremely emotional and I know like the day before I was pregnant with Connor, I remember just asking for like, Scott, can we just sit and watch Netflix all day? And like, I just want to like be close to you. Uh, I can't explain why, but I need you. And he didn't, want to do that and it like spurred um spurred this fight he just like like for him getting ready for giving birth is like finishing up all these things at work and like you know kind of getting through like I don't know just tasks and I think for women it can be it can be very emotional. Like you need to be, you need to feel safe to like bring this, this kid into the world. Um, so, so yeah, I don't know what to do with all of this. A lot to <laughs> yeah. And I know it's, it's like going to be very different when the baby comes. So it's not like, it's not like this depressive state that's going to, you know, that I'm concerned about because I know that it's all going to change, but it it does kind of 
it gets me a little worried for the postpartum period as well. Like just this, this hormonal change and this kind of dip in mood. Cause I definitely experienced that postpartum with Connor as well. Um, yeah. It was very tough on my marriage, like just kind of having these needs, but like a five on the Enneagram, um, we will be doing our Enneagram episode soon, but <laughs> it's coming for those of you who aren't familiar with it, but it, like my type of personality tends to withdraw and like Scott will ask, what do you need? And I'm like, well, I don't need anything. I can figure it out myself if I have to. And it's like, well, I don't know. Anyway, I, did you experience anything like that? Did you have any like final days of pregnancy? Like, um, I, I'm just a very emotional person as it is. So it's a lot okay. harder for me to compare that okay. to just my regular state. Um, but I do remember it, it just like everything felt like a crisis almost. Okay. You know, like feeling like, like you said, nothing was done because it wasn't and nothing will ever be done. <laughs> you know, it's just, you're always going to find something else to do. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I can relate to a lot of what you're saying. It's just, it's so intense because it's such a major life change and I, I don't know. I don't really have words for it. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it's, it is, it feels very heavy and it's, um, just even thinking about like the episode you did with Marissa, like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm bringing this baby into the world. I'm, um, it's going to be an amazing, wonderful thing, but things feel dark right now. Um, and it's, it's just so weird to go through it though, when you know it's hormonal and you're like, should I, should I even pay attention to the thoughts I'm having? Because like, I don't know. It's just so, it's so driven by things that like your normal mood isn't driven by. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, a good way to put it. Right. So it's like, do I try to perk myself up or do I, do I dive in and let myself feel all the feelings and, it's not necessarily productive. Um, so I don't know, but I think a lot of it too was just being sick, like not, uh, I finally went back to personal training this morning, but I barely moved for three weeks. And I know again, for like how much time I spend thinking, it's really good to move my body and kind of get the energy out of my head. And I haven't had that. Like I was just sick and like, had a lot of downtime and I don't know. So, um, so yeah, those are just some thoughts. Like I, I don't know, pers- postpartum, I definitely had a tough time too. And a lot, I, I do think a lot of it is sleep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Like you don't sleep for a few days and it's like all of a sudden, I don't know. Yeah. This morning at like 5 a.m. I was just like sobbing downstairs, but it was like, yeah, I was up half the night. There's nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like trying to read, but I'm like, I don't want to read. I want to be asleep right now. Right. Um, so, 
so that's yeah that's what's going on over here um and I'm not even at this point where I'm like I'm done being pregnant like I'm okay with riding this um I just kind of like okay this is part of the process we make a lot of sacrifices as women letting these babies use our bodies for I don't know two years like for me it was nine nine months of pregnancy and then 14 months of breastfeeding so yeah you know if you're talking about that and it's like a week of this or I don't know four months of postpartum darkness or (laughs) however you add it all up it's always going to be worth it but it's tough yeah and that's of course it's going to be worth it. But like, I think everything you're feeling, not, I think, I know everything you're feeling is completely valid. And I think, first of all, I think it's, there's something to be said that you realize that you're feeling these things and that you are trying to unpack it, even if it doesn't necessarily make sense. Mm -hmm. And you're communicating with your husband and, you know, even if you guys have like different ways of doing things or different, however you want to put that, it probably doesn't feel good for you because I'd be furious if (laughs) My husband told me not, he didn't want to sit on the couch with me, my very pregnant butt, but <laughs> I would not have handled that so nicely. Um, okay, yeah, because it's like, I didn't handle it nicely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I've, I've like, this has been top of my mind for like nine months. Could I get one week? Right. Just, but yeah. Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. That's, it's totally valid. And I think, <laughs> I mean, you have talked about this before on here and just to me, just, you know, having support in place for whenever throughout your pregnancy or just your life and even after like therapy or movement or like some sort of way to help yourself, even if it, I don't know, it feels like you're drowning. Yeah. And that's another, like, I don't know, stream of bad luck or whatever, but so I missed therapy, um, like three weeks ago or whenever that was like after the retreat. And that was because I was sick. Like I could barely talk that day with the bronchitis. Then she had to have some like emergency therapy or uh, surgery. So she canceled last week and this week. And I'm like, oh, this is not what I need right now. (laughs) Stacked up against you. I know. I'm like, yeah, I hadn't heard from her. And today I was like, okay. Well, yeah, this morning when I was like crying, I'm like, at least I have therapy today. I can kind of (laughs) get some things to like try to be productive with my husband rather than um, sometimes I, you know, you have a choice when you're, I'm a withdrawing type when I get upset and it's like, I can do what I can do this myself. I don't need to rely on you. You're not meeting my expectations anyway. Um, and I can lean into that or I can say, honey, here is what I'm feeling. It makes me want to run away. Um, I don't know how to ask you for what I need. And so I've done both of those things in the last three days, like tried to be honest, tried to like reach out and, uh, and I've also leaned into like, um, maybe we should just not talk until the baby's born. Cause you're upsetting me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, well, the therapist, I think talking through 
here's my tendencies. Here's why, like my parents did not communicate well. Um, you know, it's helpful to just to recognize your, I guess your own like destructive tendencies. <laughs> not always fun, <laughs> but yes, it is helpful. <laughs> Very painful. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm like so aware of it by now, but it's still kind of like, all right, but what do you want me to do with that? Oh <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, That's how I And feel. it takes a lot more energy to like combat it than to just like, yep, this is destructive. I know it's destructive, but I'm going to do it anyway. Here I go. <laughs> Oh, I feel you on that. (laughs) Big time. Big time. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it seems like for me, this transition from like pregnancy to postpartum, like I don't know, this mindset thing happens a little bit before the baby comes. (laughs) Like, yeah. Um, so I'm not necessarily looking forward to being in that place again. Um and it wasn't even like I think you had a lot of anxiety in it. Mm. It's just from hearing your story, I think it got pretty bad. Like, I don't think it ever got really, really bad for me, but it was just this low level, like crying all the time. And I mean, maybe that should be really bad, but, but I've I've had like very serious, like hospitalized for, mental illness depression so I'm like oh that that was mild like it was just some crying (laughs) just comparing um right so maybe maybe it wasn't that mild but um it's it's just not fun no it's not I wish I had some sage advice to give you well and that's so I did ask for questions about this episode Mm -hmm. and this was like before I knew I'm like, I'm just going to dump this out there again. If, if anybody else is towards the end of their pregnancy and this, they're going through this, like maybe it's helpful to know that a lot of it's just hormonal. <laughs> um, it might not be your me. husband. Yeah. Sometimes it is. They're not great all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's tough because like Scott's such a doer. Um, and I'm just like, Sometimes I just need, I'm not a doer. Yeah. (laughs) So he wants like a list and he's amazing. Like he's like unbelievable with Connor, like everything he does with him. Um, And he doesn't have to be asked or like, like he just like loves being with him. But um, if it's like, I want you to make me feel special and feel like you are as invested as in this baby as I am like that's not an easy thing to like how is he going to figure out how to make me feel that way right (laughs) Um, right so it's like I can put that on him or I can figure out like what's missing in myself that I'm not feeling that way and it's 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 always somewhere in the middle it's like some piece of me that is maybe deficient and then maybe some like coupled with something he's doing that like, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, I think it'll be good for us to like try to talk this out. Um, Glad it's Friday. Like Mm -hmm. we have nothing all day tomorrow. So I'm like, let's try to get a little bit more ready for the postpartum period. Cause that was really rough on our marriage too. Um, But 
Uh, yeah, I was going to say like, <laughs> the questions I got before I knew I was just going to dump this on everybody was, <laughs> um, would you do anything different postpartum? Like now that you've gone through it. Ooh. I or would like what, it, what, it, yeah. <laughs> I would definitely have had more support. Care to share? Oh my gosh. Okay. Everything, everything, everything. Um, we definitely made a lot of food, but it was not enough. So I would quadruple the food that we made just for freezer meals. Definitely hashtag your guide by that. Yeah. <laughs> um, my unnamed guide. <laughs> it's coming. It's, it'll, it'll be perfect. Um, what else? absolutely therapy. Oh my goodness. I just wish I would have, first of all, I just wasn't aware. I just kind of like rolled into the postpartum period, just completely blind. And obviously going through it, you kind of, you know, a little bit of what to expect. I would just be more of an advocate for myself personally. Um, I didn't, I did everything. I did everything. And I just, I made myself out to be this like martyr almost like, oh my gosh, I have to do all these things. It's all on me when my husband's just like sitting right there. Like, I'll help. You just have to help me help you. And yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's, what would, what would like getting more support look like for you? Definitely a therapist. 100%. Um, I didn't really utilize it. I mean, like we've talked about, like we were alone in Buffalo when we had, we're alone out here, but I do have friends out here now that I know would help like utilizing them for, um, even if I just come over and talk to me for, you know, 15 minutes while I'm in the middle of a breakdown. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause my mom actually stayed with us for a couple nights after Connor was born. Mm-hmm. And like, now I can't remember why, <laughs> like, <laughs> but I'm sure it was something we needed. Like, um, I think she slept downstairs with the baby just to try to get me a little more sleep. But yeah. Um, yeah, I would definitely, my mom, if we ever have a second child, she's moving in out here. <laughs> okay. That, that's what I was wondering if you meant by more support, like have family come stay or. Oh yeah. She's, um, she doesn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I think your mom's not going to mind. Oh no, no. Not that I've no. met her, but she no. sounds lovely. She's the best. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's other stuff that you just kind of forget in the hustle and bustle of the postpartum period. And then, you know, life. Um, but those are the main ones for me. Yeah. I'm definitely trying to do more food hashtag. Well, it's nice like working on this guide because I get to do recipe testing and freeze it. And I have a decent stock in my freezer now. So um, that was a good time to take on this project. (laughs) Um, but yeah, therapy and I, I spoke to, I had a therapist my first pregnancy and that was something my midwife, like just with my mental health history, she said, I want you to see somebody. So you have somebody, it's just a matter of making an appointment postpartum because it really can be like, it's difficult to leave your house. Um, it's, yeah and like going through like okay I'm gonna go on my insurance website and find somebody and how do I pick somebody and like like, that's not gonna happen two weeks postpartum Mm -hmm. um so so seeking that out ahead of time even if you don't even go in but you're like this is who I will call when I need to make an appointment if I need to make an appointment um 
but yeah, so I did have somebody, but I didn't like her. <laughs> um, so hard about finding a yeah. therapist. Yeah. And it's because I've gone to the same practice uh, and I really like the woman I found now. Um, so I hope I get to see her again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've seen two other practitioners in the same practice and it, it just wasn't a good fit. Um, and it's hard too, because it costs a lot of money to test it out. Um, they don't like, I tried to ask them, can I just talk to somebody for five minutes to see if I think we would click? And they're like, that's what the first appointment is for. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to charge me a hundred dollars to like basically decide I never want to see this person again. Mm Mm-hmm. Very expensive first date. <laughs> right. So, um, yes, therapy. Um, I'm, I'm getting lactation support, like, and I'm even second guessing myself now. And I'm like, no, Michelle, you've said this so many times. Yeah. Like, it, it's more expensive than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did, she did say that with the Affordable Air Care Act, they should be paying that and it shouldn't count against your deductible. Like it should just be a hundred percent covered. Yeah. Um, so I will let everyone know how that goes, but um, that's something where I just, the amount of anxiety I had around breastfeeding with Connor, if it can give me, even if everything's going fine, I just want to go. Yeah. I think it's um, important. Yeah. So, so I'm really hoping to like, and then the therapist is very aware of how triggering breastfeeding was for me, anxiety wise postpartum. So it's like, I'm going to have her checking in on how is this going? Are you keeping an app with every second you're breastfeeding and like every ounce you pump and like, um, it, it's like so nice that we have these things, but it's also, it, it allows you to really, I don't know, just like lean into your anxiety. Oh. Um, cause it's like, people probably weren't doing that with a piece of paper. <laughs> like, right. No, <laughs> like right breast, 12 minutes, left breast, 47 minutes. Like, <laughs> um, So, yeah, I think it's just something that, like, I want to try to trust my own intuition more and not get in this mode of tracking everything and obsessing. And um, even I was very close to getting a scale, like one of those really accurate scales so that you can weigh the baby before and after breastfeeding. Like, Mm. you know, the lactation consultants, you can... um, they'll say like, okay, the baby took in one and a half ounces. They should be getting two ounces every two and a half hours. And so I was very close to renting one of those scales and I'm glad I didn't because that would have just been another, like, I need more data and to obsess about this. And, um, so, and, and there is like, there's a lot of good technology, but I think, I think a lot of it is marketed with scare tactics. Like you have to put something to check your baby's heart rate all the time. And I think it's like, even like the video, I don't know if you did a video monitor. No, we didn't do any. Okay. So we, we had a, just an audio one because if we were downstairs and he woke Mm -hmm. up, we'd want to hear it. But um, like, that's another thing that 
can cause moms to obsess if they're just like sitting, looking at their phone, watching the video, like, oh, the baby moved. Is it okay? Like, let me check if it's breathing. I I just think it's worth looking at some of these things and determining, is this, I, I don't know, is it triggering anxiety? Like, is it, is it making everything more difficult to you? Because the fact that there is an app that exists makes it feel really reasonable that you're obsessing about it. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. If oh my gosh. They wouldn't have made this if, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I wasn't supposed to be, I don't know. Yeah. It's, so, it's overwhelming. It really is. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of part of my hope is that I can, especially with being a second time mom, like trusting my intuition more. Mm -hmm. I really did feel like people saw that with Connor and I'm like, well, I don't have any, but I also kind of feel like I didn't give myself that space to tune in. It was like tracking, Googling. um, I don't know. It's a blessing and a curse. Like it is. Oh my gosh. It is. Yeah. Hmm. So I think those are the major, the major things for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I did ask, so one big difference is I'll have 12 weeks off work this time versus six that I had with Connor. Uh, and I did ask Scott to take more time off work because I just feel like that was really difficult for us. Um trying to have any semblance of a marriage. And I don't know that we'll have one anyway, but while, while he's working full time and um, we're not sleeping, like, I mean, we're still going to have that. That's, that's just how it is. If he takes off three weeks instead of one, like the baby will still not be sleeping through the night. But um, I think just getting a little more time will be good for us. Yeah. So I think that's great. Yeah. And then I bought that, like, um, have you heard of that, like, postpartum grace guide? Yes. Kate Markovic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I bought that as well and I flipped through it and I'm like, okay, this could be something like healthy. Uh, it has some like mantras in it. Like I am a good mom or I'm doing the best I can for my kid. And you're, you have to like rewrite it. And like, like, so it's kind of the opposite of these apps that put you in this place of fear. This is putting you in this place of like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Trust. Yeah. Breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're doing great. Kids alive. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. Good. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Um, we did get one other question, but it's kind of just for me. Do we, do you want to do that? Yeah. I don't know what it okay. is. Do I know this? It, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, should I ask? No, you? it was, uh, <laughs> it was somebody on Instagram, Brittany, um, sent me this and it was, uh, just how did you get the, how did you feel comfortable deciding on a home birth? Like, Mm -hmm. Um, cause I think I've heard that from friends that they're like, oh, I would love to try that, but I, I get too worried or, you know, um, and it's interesting, like mama natural, she actually has a little quiz, um, on her website that I did take where it was like, 
should you try a home birth? Um, and I do remember one of the questions was like, are you within 15 minutes of a hospital? Like, um, so that was something that like, if there's an emergency, it's, it's very like ridiculously rare that there's an emergency that you'd need to be to the hospital in like under two minutes. Like, Mm -hmm. um, so I, I have great hospitals within six minutes. And if anything were to happen, um, I, I would be close, but, um, I think for me, like it's, it's again, like doing this analysis, I looked at a lot of data around births and I'm sure this doesn't surprise you. Not at all. Yeah. So, um, so things like C-section rates, um, just, um, problems with the baby, problems with the mom, like even death rates, um, they were all better with home birth. Um, the outcomes were better and the, um, and then like I was telling my midwife before the birth, like, okay, there's a 5% chance of a hospital transfer and, um, probably like calm down. (laughs) No, she was, she was like into it. Like she, um, she talked me through the whole thing. Like, here's what'll happen in a non-emergency hospital transfer. We're going to go to this further hospital. They give me more rights, like in the delivery room than like the closest hospital would. Nice. So, um, so we, I actually, I talked through everything with my midwife of like, here's, here's kind of like the different scenarios. And I talked through it with the therapist as well. Um, part of what made me really want to have a home birth in addition to like, I wanted to feel supported and I know I've gone into that on other episodes, but like, I also had this, like, I think it's really important for women to have this choice around where they have, where they give birth. And it's really disappointing to me that my insurance, not even out of network, like nothing will consider this under my coverage. Um, especially when it's cheaper, Mm -hmm. the data suggests better outcomes. Um, there's, there's no reason. And it's just, it's considered this like taboo thing that like, Oh, we, we don't have to cover that. That's weird. Like, Mm -hmm. um, so I, it's, it was just really, I wanted to be part of this space of like, women being more supported. I wanted to have a healthy birth, get the right care and say, yes, you can do this at home. It's safe. Um, I mean, my midwife brings oxygen and Pitocin for the placenta. Like, um, like she's fully prepared for most issues for the baby And I don't have to be constantly monitored, but she's in a non-invasive way, constantly taking the baby's heart rate, taking my blood pressure. Um, If any of those numbers were elevated, I would be going to the hospital. So, um, so I don't know. That was just part of it. it. It felt like a women's rights things thing to me in a way. Like I just wanted it to be 
an option. It felt really important to me for some reason. Uh, And I think it was because I didn't feel supported with the care I was getting in the hospital. So, so yeah, looking, looking at data, um, but people are like, oh, I would be scared. And I'm like, I'm, I was scared. I'd be scared to do it in a hospital. I'd be scared to get an epidural. Like, I think I would probably freak out about like losing permanent (laughs) function or, um, I, I don't think there's an option for going into having a baby where you're not scared. Yeah. I would love to know that if there's something. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally fine. Someone's like, I, I mean, yeah, and it's you can know that women have done this for millions of years, but uh it's still scary. Yeah, it's, and it's you. I just wanted to, yeah, I wanted to have a team that I trusted and yeah, I, I think, and for us, it was just, it was just a really good option. And I think because my labor was so long too, um, I think I, I probably was in those numbers where I got a better outcome by being told lay in your own bed, rest, like let's slow the labor down yeah. rather than if you're in a hospital and it's like, okay, walk around, speed this up. It's still not progressing. And like thinking about for my husband, like how much more comfortable was he to be here for 30 whatever hours? Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Um, So for us, yeah, it was a great option. I had family nearby and I'm super excited for my son to be here and for to have this baby at home. So. So special. I know. I'm like, I really want him to be interested. Like I, I, so I'm, I made this little calendar of like, like when we were down to 30 days left and I've been like Xing it every day and there's like a baby in the bottom. So kind of like a little advent calendar where we're just like checking off the days. And every time I ask him, I like, do you want to look at the calendar? Baby's coming soon. He's like, no, I'm bored. Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, can you just look at it for one second? No. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. <laughs> it's too much. But so I like want him to be into it, but I'm not gonna force it if he's not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it'll probably be a different story when it's happening. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So yeah. yeah. Was there anything you wanted to share? I could go on for a very long time about my past week. So we can save that for another episode. (laughs) This can be the pregnancy. The final (laughs) days. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the last one we're recording before I have my baby. So I don't know if we'll be back on for birth story next or, or what we'll do, but yeah. Oh, so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Don't worry, I'll get pictures. <laughs> I hope so. I need to know the moment it's happening. Send me pictures of the mirrors in your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Michelle, what are you doing? Where's any of Yeah. Oh, yeah, like a play by play. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Do you have a um, feeling about the gender? I'm just going to be obnoxious and ask you that. It's, it's like so weird. Like, because I picture a girl... Like when I picture my family, like just this innate, like, I don't know. But like, if I think about it, I think it's a boy. Like the, like a lot of the, the wives tales say boy. Yeah. So Aww. 
I don't. I feel like it could easily be 50-50. And my acupuncturist was calling calling the baby him. And I'm like, do you know? Because they can do that with the pulses. And so I just saw him now. And he said, oh, no, I don't, I don't know that method for checking. And he's like, Eric knows this. And that was the guy who told me with Connor, like when I was seven weeks pregnant, he's like, it's a boy. (laughs) Wow. And so I like kind of always knew. And so then he, he said him a few weeks ago and I'm like, you just told me. And I, you know, and, but then he told me today that like, no, he doesn't, he doesn't know how to do that. (laughs) So I, yeah, I'm back to like, I don't know. And we have a girl's name picked out, but not a boy's name. Oh, that's exciting though. Um, I, we've like racked our brains. Like we've kind of settled a couple of times on boys' names and just like, eh. Boys' like, names are very hard stick. for us. Very hard. Yeah. Very hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Plus I worked in a school, so you realize how many people you can't name yeah. your child after. <laughs> Students. That's true. Yeah. But. Okay. All right. Well, think. yeah, you'll all, you'll all know soon. So exciting. <laughs> yeah. I'm interested to see if it is a couple days like you think so I I would like to go to next weekend <laughs> yeah <laughs> if it's on your time that's <laughs> yeah. yeah yep so all, all right. right well we'll see what's next <laughs> yes yeah. yes we still have I I'm recording with a couple guests um next week again barring no baby <laughs> but um so you you will hear my voice, but I might take a little bit of time off after I have the baby from recording. Yeah, so. definitely. And please, if you have any, um, we've started talking to more guests now. If you have any topics you want us to cover, we have the email address, nourishedandnurturing at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Like, what are you liking? What topics maybe would you want us to cover? Or do you know anybody who would be a good guest on the podcast? So we would love to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Email us your questions at nourishedandnurturing at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at nourishedandnurturing. You can find more from me, Marissa, at confidentlybalanced.com. And you can find more from me, Michelle, on Instagram at Michelle Taggy. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast if you like what you heard and share it with a friend. We look forward to talking to you next week.